when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately clump bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Jones. Read today by Chico Ziobioma. The reverend gentleman read the service too quickly, don't you think? Mr. Kennan said with reproof. Mr. Bloom nodded gravely, looking in the quick bloodshot eyes. Secret eyes, secret searching eyes. Messing, I think, not sure. Beside him again. We are the last. In the same boat. Hope he'll take something else. Mr. Kennan added. The service of the Irish church used in Mount Jerome is simpler, more impressive, I must say. Mr. Bloom gave prudent accent. The language, of course, was another thing. Mr. Kennan said with solemnity, I am the resurrection and the life that touches a man's inmost hurt. It does, Mr. Bloom said. Your heart, perhaps, but what prize the fellow in the six feet by two with his toes to the daisies? No touching that. Seat of the affections, broken heart, a pump after all, pumping thousands of gallons of blood every day. One find it gets bunched up, and there you are, lots of them lying around here, lungs, hearts, levers. Old rusty palms damn the thing else. The resurrection and the life. Once you are dead, you're dead. The last day idea. Knocking them all up out of their graves. Comfort Lazarus. And he came fevered and lost the job. Get up, last day. Then every fellow mousing around for his lever and his lights and the rest of his traps find damn all of himself that morning penny weight of powder in a skull twelve grams one penny weight troy measure conicahela fell into step at their side everything went off a eh? one he said what he looked on them from his drawling eye policeman's shoulders with your tularum tularum as it should be mr kennan said what eh connie kelly has said mr kennan assured him who is that chap behind with tom kennan john henry mentinax i know his face ned lambert glanced back bloom he said madame marion tweedy that was i is i mean the soprano she's his wife Oh, to be sure, John Henry Menton said, I haven't seen her for some time. She was a fine-looking woman. I danced with her, wait, fifteen, seventeen golden years ago at Madillion's in Round Town, and good ample she was. He looked behind through the others. What is he, he asked, what does he do? Wasn't he in the stationary line? I fell foul of him one evening. I remember at Bowles. Ned Lambert smiled. 
Yes, he was, he said, in wisdom's hellies. A traveler for blotting paper. In God's name, John Henry Manton said, Why did she marry a coon like that? She had plenty of game in her then. Hastio, Ned Lambert said. He does some conversing for ads. John Henry Manton's large eyes stared ahead. The barrow turned into a side lane. A portly man ambushed among the grasses raises added homage. The grave diggers tossed their caps. John O'Connell, Mr. Power said, pleased. He never forgets a friend. Mr. O'Connell shook all their hands in silence. Mr. Dedalus said, I am come to pay you another visit. My dear Simon, the caretaker answered in a low voice, I don't want your custom at all. Saluting Ned Lambert and John Henry Menton, he walked at Martin Cunningham's side, puzzling two keys at his back. Did you hear that one? He asked them. About Mukani from the comb? I did not, Martin Cunningham said. They bent their silk hats in concert and Hines inclined his ear. The caretaker hung his thumbs in the loops of his gold watch chain and spoke in a discreet tone to their vacant smiles. They tell the story, he said, that two drunks came out here one foggy evening to look for a grave of a friend of theirs. They asked for Mukahi from the Kumb and were told where he was buried. After tripsing about in the fog, they found the grave. Sure enough, one of the drunks spelled out the name Terence Mukahi. The other drunk was blinking up at the statue of our savior. The widow had got put up. The caretaker blinked up at one of the sepulchers they passed, he resumed, and after blinking up at a sacred figure, not a bloody bit like the man, says he. That's not Mukahi, says he, whoever done it. Rewarded by smiles, he fell back and spoke with Connie Kelleher, accepting the dockets given him, turning them over and scanning them as he walked. That's all done with purpose, Martin Cunningham explained to Hines. I know, Haim said, I know that. To cheer a fellow up, Martin Cunningham said, It's pure good-heartedness, damn the thing else. Mr. Bloom admired the caretaker's prosperous bulk. All want to be on good terms with him. Decent fellow, old John O'Connell, real good sort, keys like keys, add, no fear of anyone getting on, no pass out checks, habit couples. I must see about that ad after the funeral. Did I write Bow's Bridge on the envelope I took to cover when she disturbed me writing to matter? Hope it's not chalked in the dead letter office. Be the better of a shave. Grace sprouting beard. That's the first sign when the hairs come out gray and temper getting cross. Silver treads among the gray. Fancy being his wife. Wonder how he had the gumption to propose to any girl. Come out and live in the graveyard, dangle that before her. It might thrill her first, cutting dead shades of night, hovering here with all the dead stretched about.
the shadows of the tombs when Churchyard, Jan and Daniel O'Connell must be a descendant, I suppose. Who is this used to say he was queer, breedy man, great Catholic or the same, like a big giant in a dark, willow whips, gas of graves, one to keep her mind off it to conceive at all? Women especially are so torchy. Tell her a ghost story in bed to make her sleep. Have you ever seen a ghost? Well, I have. It was a pitch dark night. The clock was on the stroke of twelve. Still, they'd kiss all right if properly keyed up. Horse in Turkish graveyards. Learn anything if taken young. You might pick up a young widow here. Men like that love among the tombstones. Romeo. Spice a pleasure in the midst of dead. We are all in life, but ends me tantalizing for the poor that smell of frilled beef sticks to the starving gnawing their vitals, desire to Greek people, morally wanting to do it at the window, eight children he has anyway. He has seen a fair share go under in his time lying around him, field after field, holy fields, more room if they buried them standing, sitting, or kneeling. Oh, you couldn't stand in. Now his head might come up some day above ground in a landslip with his hand pointing on honeycomb. The ground must be oblong south and the very neat he keeps it to trim grass and edgings. His garden major gamble calls Monjerum. Hmm. Well, so it is. Ought to be flowers of sleep, Chinese cemeteries with giant poppies growing produce the best opium, Mas Tian Sky told me. The botanic gardens are just over there. The blood sinking in the earth gives new life. Same idea those Jews, they said, killed the Christian boy. Every man his prize, well-preserved, fat cops, gentleman, epicure, invaluable for fruit garden, a bargain by carcass of William Wilkins in order to account that little disease, three pounds, thirteen and six with tanks. I dare say the soil will be quite fat with cobs, manure, bones, flesh, nails, channel houses, dreadful, turning green and pink, decomposing rot quick, in damn earth, the lean old one stuffer, then a kind of a tallowy kind of a cheesy, then begin to get black tracko oozing out of them, the dried up dead mods of course the cells or whatever they are go on leaving, changing about leave forever practically, nothing to feed on, feed on themselves, but they must breed a devil of a lot of maggots. Soil must be simply swelling with them. Your head, it simply swells. Those pretty little seaside gauze looks cheerful enough over it. Gives him a sense of power seeing all the others go on the first. Wonder how he looks at life, cracking his jokes too. Warms the caucus of his heart. The one about the bulletin. Spodgeon went to heaven for a.m. this morning, 11 p.m. Closing time not arrived yet, Peter. The dead themselves, the men, anyhow, would like to hear an odd joke. All the women to know what's in fact. Keep out the damp, 
you must laugh sometimes so better to do it that way grave diggers in hamlet shows the profound knowledge of the human heart daren't joke about the dead for two years they also need nisi prayers go out of mourning first had to imagine his funeral seems a sort of a joke read your own obituary notice they say you live long gives you a second wind new lease of life how many have you for tomorrow be careful asked two connie connella said half ten and eleven the caretaker put the papers in his pocket the barrow had ceased to trundle the mono split and moved to each side of the hole stepping with care around the graves the grave diggers bore the coffin and set its nose on the brink looping the bands around it burying him we come to bury caesar his eyes of march or june he doesn't know who he is here nor care now who is that lanky looking galoot over there in the mackintosh now who is he i'd like to know now i give a trifle to know who he is always someone turns up you never dreamt of a fellow could live on his lonesome all life yes he could still he'd have to get someone to sod him after he died though he could dig his own grave we all do only man buries no ants too first thing strikes anybody buried the dead say robinson crusoe was true life <clears throat> when then friday buried him every friday buries it thursday if you come to look at it oh poor robinson crusoe how could you possibly do so poor dingham his last lie on the earth in his box when you think of them they could invent a hand some beer with a kind of panel sliding hey but they might object to be buried out of the fellows they are so particular lay me in my native earth bit of clay from the holy land only a mother and dead-born child ever buried in the one coffin i see what it means i see to protect him as long as possible even in the earth the irishman's house is his coffin embalming in catacombs mom is the same idea mr bloom stood far back his hat in his hand counting the bad heads twelve and thirteen no the chap in the mackintosh is thirteen that's number where the deuce did he pop out of he wasn't in the chapel that i will swear silly superstition that about thirteen nice soft tweed ned lambert has in that suit tinge of poplar i had one like that when i lived in lombard street west dressy fellow he was once used to change three suits in the day must get that gray suit of mine turned by messrs hello it died his wife i forgot is not married or his landlady ought to have picked out the stretch for him the coffee dived out of sight eased down by the men straddled on the grave stretches they struggled up and out and all uncovered twenty pause if we were all suddenly somebody else fire away donkey braid rain no such as never see a dead one they say shame of death they hide also poor papa went away gentle sweet air blew round the bad heads in a whisper whisper the boy by the grave he had held his reed with both hands staring quiet in the black open space mr bloom moved behind the portly kindly caretaker well caught frock coat 
weighing them up perhaps to see which will go next. Well, it's a long rest. Feel no more. It's a moment you feel. Must be damned unpleasant. Can't believe it at first. Mistake must be someone else. Try the opposite. Wait. I wanted to, I haven't yet. Then darkened the chamber. Light they want. Whispering around you. Would you like to see a priest? Then rambling and wandering delirium. All you hide all your life. The death struggle. His sleep is not natural. Press his lowered eyelid. Watching and his nose pointing. Is his jaw sinking at the source of his feet yellow. Pull the pillow away and finish it off on the floor since he's doomed. Devil in that picture of sin as death showing him a woman dying to embrace her in his shared last act of illusion. Shall I never more behold thee? Bam! Expires. Gone at last. People talk about you a bit. Forget you. Don't forget to pray for him. Remember him in your prayers. Even Panel, Ivy Day dying out. Then they follow dropping into a hole one after the other. We are praying now for the repose of his soul, hoping you're well and not in hell. Nice change of air out of the frying pan of life into the fire of purgatory. Does he ever think of the whole waiting for himself? They say you do when you shiver in the sun. Someone walking over it. Call boys one near you. Mine over there. Towards thin glass. The plot I bought. Mama, poor mama, and little Rudy. The grave diggers took up their spades and flung heavy clods of clay. In on the coffin, Mr. Bloom turned his face. If he was alive all the time, will a jingle. That would be awful. No, no, he's dead, of course. Of course he's dead. Monday he died. They ought to have some law to pierce the heart. And make sure, or an electric clock or a telephone in the coffin, in some kind of canvas air hole, flag of distress. Three days, rather long, to keep them in summer. Just as well to get shot of them as soon as you are sure there's no. The clay fell softer, begin to be forgotten, out of sight out of mind.